John Chapman joins us on the program now. G'day, John. Welcome to Afternoons. How are you? Yes, I'm very well, thanks, Pilko. Now, John, you're the uh, you're the S- small business commissioner here in South Australia, and we know that so many of the small businesses have been impacted. Not only the uh, the people themselves, but their customers and and their supply chain. The um, the government have announced a, a ten thousand dollar small business energy grant. Uh, how does this work? Uh, well, the, the small business emergency grant of $10,000, basically a business needs to have annual turnover of more than $75,000. Is that all? Okay, yep. right, right, right. Yep. And that's GST exclusive uh, as we get to the finer detail. Uh, have an annual payroll of less than $1.5 million and not be entitled to any payroll tax waiver under the other COVID-19 support measures the government's put in place. Must have an ABN and we're carrying on the business in South Australia as at the 1st of March, and have been subject to closure or highly impacted by COVID-19-related restrictions, and they must apply by the 1st of June. So that's a, that's a sensible figure. I'm imagining it's going to be, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. You're saying a $75,000 turnover for a small business that's been affected. Yeah, so 75000 or above. The, or above, The view, yeah. view, as I understand it, is that uh, basically below that it's um, not really a business and it's unlikely to be employing people. It's more a hobby rather than an actual business. Yes, there could be some exceptions to that and uh, we're happy to try and navigate that with the government. In fact, uh, we've just been having some clarification in terms of providing information to the state government that you're eligible for JobKeeper and some businesses at the moment uh, haven't applied for that federal government program. So we're in discussions with the government to try and clarify uh, that because uh, there may be some good reasons why business hasn't applied. They haven't got the cash to fund the shortfall of uh, payroll uh, ahead of time because uh, JobKeeper is actually a uh, backdated payment that comes in uh, later, uh, early next month. Uh, so that's creating uh, problems for businesses and we're just trying to work our way through some of those at the moment. If you're a small business and you've got questions for the Commissioner, here's the opportunity. Uh, John Chapman is with us right now. Give us a call on 8223 So, John, what are some of the questions that are coming through to your office? What are some of the concerns of small business out there? I think uh, a lot of the concerns uh, are the, the very real ones that how, how are we going to get through this? Um, you know, who can help us? Uh, the, the bulk of the questions we're dealing with at the moment are in relation to tenants and landlord issues. Yeah. And the state government moved very, very quickly and uh, put some legislation in place that effectively freezes evictions. So if a business has been affected by COVID-19 to a significant extent, the landlord cannot terminate that lease, cannot evict, cannot distrain, uh, that is, uh, lock the premises and change the locks and distrain goods. So there's a whole lot of criteria there that provides a protection. Now, we are encouraging businesses to work with their landlords in a, in a lot of um, cases that is already occurring and occurring well, where the discussions going backwards and forwards Landlords have agreed to waive or defer some of the rent and the the, um, parties are heading towards an agreement. The part that we're missing at the moment is uh, waiting on a national code and the uh, state government agreeing what it's going to implement in relation to that national code and how it's going to do that. I'm hoping for some clarity on that shortly because that potentially will guide the negotiations in terms of rental relief. I'm also seeing some really um, interesting behaviours on the tenant side. 
and a lot of the uh, larger, let's say, national businesses that rent lots of properties around and often from mum and dad uh, landlords who might only have one or two properties yeah. are just saying, well, our business is uh, not doing this or it's not doing that. We're not paying any rent or we're only going to pay a fraction of it. Now, that's not a negotiation. That's someone trying to use their, their market power to beat someone into submission. Now, um, our office can help in those disputes and uh, we can offer mediation and indeed there may be some other changes coming that will uh, deal with that behaviour. At the same time, we're seeing some landlords um, making all sorts of demands that, in my view, are inappropriate, demands for detailed financial information, such as profit and loss sheets. Um, now, to me, that's a business's own information in terms of how they run their business. If they can demonstrate the decline in turnover to the effect of 30% or more, then that puts them in a financially distressed situation and should be enough for the landlord and the tenant to negotiate on. It's uh, 19 minutes to two. We're talking with John Chapman. John is the South Australian Small Business Commissioner and Tom's at uh, Northgate. Uh, Tom, you've got a question for uh, for the Commissioner. Good afternoon, Tom. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Commissioner. Um, I've just got a query. So I've, I'm, I'm a sole trader. I'm an entertainer and, um, and I have a job during the day. A job during the day, I'm a, I'm a sales rep on the road. Um, now, my business generate well overall income is is two hundred thousand so that so we've got contractors that work for us which are our um, musicians and then we pay that out question that I want to ask is um, I was speaking to my accountant on Friday the seven fifty that um, I thought I was entitled to there is a clause saying that if you've got two jobs that you're not entitled to it I'm not now if I've got two jobs that I'm not entitled to and I've got my, you know, I need both jobs to equal the income that I need to survive and live on. Why should I be penalised for that? Uh, well, you, I'm presuming you're talking about JobKeeper. JobKeeper, the sole trader. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. that's, um, well, I'll, I'll be up front. That is a federal government program and I'm not going to um, explain or, or the rationale that might sit behind that in terms of the political decision-making. Uh, I think what has been put in place has been um, the government's best guess in terms of uh, the coverage it, it needs for JobKeeper, the $130 billion program. Now, I would say that things are changing almost on a daily basis as queries are raised in relation to JobKeeper. Uh, the ATO has put out some... Uh, is working on some clarifying... Uh, was clarifying some key areas, uh, and that came out late Friday. What I would encourage you to do is raise your concerns with the ATO or get through your accountant, uh, because we are still working through a whole range of areas in relation to interpretation and what's fitting and what doesn't. And what we've seen is the federal government actually move in a number of areas where it's been alerted to issues that weren't foreseen when they uh, rapidly put this program together. And I can understand that because the enormous amount of work that was done in a very short space of time to get JobKeeper up and running, uh, as much as we'd like it to cover every eventuality, every eventuality can't do it in all cases. I understand. And my, my, my query with that uh, is, you know, I won't enclose my what I get you in the day, but if I was to get... If I had to work two jobs to live... Why should I be penalised on that? I, 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 and the, the other thing, too, is that if I put in 
um, if I put in a registration, what we've done, we've nominated ourselves for it, and we're in the second phase of filling out forms and that, which my accountant phoned me on Friday and said, do you realise that if you've got two jobs, you're not entitled to it? And I've gone, well... And, and the other side of it, well, can't we just put it in and then let the ATO decide on whether I am or not based on my income? Um, the other side of it is that if false declaration and, and um, it is, is a fine. Now, you know, I'm doing the right thing. I believe I'm entitled to it. I don't think I should be jeopardised. You know, maybe I need to have a second job to live, to survive. You know, my day gig might not give me what I need to have as an overall total, why should I be penalised for it? And that's my that's my case. I understand your case, but uh, this is the, the the program is trying to help everyone survive through a difficult time. And yeah. there are some people who, perhaps, um, you know, there is a view because they do have employment or they do have income, may not fit the criteria. And that's a policy decision of the federal government. It, it's okay. not necessarily about people earning the same income through government subsidy that perhaps yep. uh, they would have previously. So, you know, keep talking to your accountant, um, raise the question with the ATO, and it may be that there's an interpretation there that uh, they may relook at, or it may be that you're you're outside the scope. Okay, Tom. Good luck with all of that. It's a smack on a quarter to two. We're talking with uh, John Chapman. John is the uh, the local uh, business commissioner here in South Australia. You've got questions. Here's the opportunity by calling us on eight double two three double o double o and putting those questions direct to the commissioner. It's a quarter to two now. Right now, it's all about Mila at Adelaide Appliance Gallery, home of Mr. Dishwasher. Save three hundred dollars on selected Mila washing machines or dryers, or save eight hundred dollars on selected Mila washer dryer combinations. We'll also arrange delivery, installation and removal of your old machine and six months supply of our famous Power of Four cleaning products. Adelaide Appliance Gallery, home of Mr Dishwasher, Paynham Road, St Peter's or shop from the comfort of your own couch. AdelaideAppliancegallery.com.au Conditions apply. At Coles, we're helping lower the cost of dinner with Steckles Chicken Family Roast from the Meat Department, now $2.80 a kilo. Perfect for a weeknight meal. Lower the cost of dinner at Coles. Good things, great value. Offer ends Tuesday, May 12. It's uh, 14 minutes to two. Here's something you don't see very often in a power bill, a big fat zero. <laughs> zero on the power bill, for God's sake. And thanks to Sharpie and the gang down there at the Sharp Energy Hub, you could be seeing a lot of zeros on those power bills of yours. Sharp Energy Hub is well known for saving people thousands of dollars and they've done it again. You can enjoy zero dollar electricity bills for a couple of years if you join the Sonen Flat VPP when purchasing a Sonen battery. Here's how it works. You effectively get a Sonen 10 kilowatt home battery for under $4,000 after the home battery subsidy and joining Sonen Flat VPP you can enjoy electricity bills with a big fat zero for the next couple of years. you got to love that. A Sharp Energy Hub expert can guide you through the process and explain everything that you need to know. Imagine power bills, zero power bills for a couple of years, plus all of the benefits of a Sonin home battery for years and years to come. The offer will end on the 30th of May, so we're talking a little over four weeks from now, or while stocks are available. Some T's and C's apply, subject to specific approval criteria for the Sharp Energy Hub and Sonin Flat Limited offer. Give them a call or go online at the Sharp Energy 
sharpenergyhub.com.au. That's sharp with an E, sharpenergyhub.com.au. Or give them a call at um, at 71 Port Road at Theberton or perhaps even over the phone. More than happy to explain it to you over the telephone. That's a good saving. Imagine that, a big fat zero on your power bills for the next couple of years. You've got to love that. Um, the telephone number down there at the Sharp Energy Hub at 71 Port Road at Theberton is 131750. 131750. If you've taken your caravan a little too close to a tree, a fence or a post, here's what you need to do. Call Walker Crash Repairs because they will give you $200 off your caravan insurance repairs excess. Yes, $200 off. Let insurance cover the repairs and let Walker Crash Repairs give you $200 off your excess. Limited time only. Walker Crash Repairs. Insurance repairs to caravans, cars and four-wheel drives. An RAA-approved crash repairer. Terms and conditions apply. At Spotlight or Windows, what do you make it? Save 50% off made-to-measure curtains and shears. Our consultants are available and can come to you. We have health and safety procedures to keep you and our team safe. Book your free in-home measuring quote today. Call 1300 762 Exclusions apply. At Spotlight, it's what you make it. Now what are you looking for in there? Have you seen the tape measure? No, what do you need it for? Ah, found it. Oh, I know. You're measuring it again. Just, just leave it alone. I think it's gotten a bit longer, hun, so I might need to cut a bit off. OK, but since you got the new mower from Stanford Mowers, you've been really fixated on the length of the lawn. Size matters, hun, doesn't it? Not at all. Stanford Mowers, for very meticulous mowers. 590 Main North Road, Jepps Cross. StanfordMowers.com.au Times like these, you need a happy place. For golfers, that's the golf course. And Drummond Golf. They're open seven days a week to keep you geared up and having a good game in your happy place. Visit them at Mile End, Enfield and Darlington. At Harvey Norman, our spacious doors are open with teams practising social distancing to keep our community safe. Until Tuesday, buy with 60 months interest free and receive a bonus gift card. No deposit, no interest with 60 equal monthly payments until April 2025. Fridges, washing machines, air purifiers, laptops, home Wi-Fi, mattresses and sofa beds. Shop in store or online with click and collect and delivery available. Minimum finance to mount $1,000. Approved applicants only. Interest applies if you do not comply with terms and conditions. Fees and exclusions apply. Harvey Norman, we have... Have your essentials covered. Scrape your caravan, Walker Crash Caravan Repairs. Easy insurance repairs, fast. This is Tony Pilkington. And it's uh, smack on ten minutes to two. Our guest for this half hour is the uh, the local small business commissioner, John Chapman. God, I can imagine how busy he's been. He's on the line right now. And uh, Tajay at Gillis Plains has got a question for the commissioner. Tajay, I hope that's right. Good afternoon. Welcome. Hi, guys. Good afternoon. How are you? Well, thank you. Your question for, for John is what? Hey, John. Um, so I'm a, a small business owner. Um, um, unfortunately, unfortunately, I just opened my business after 1st of March. So all the announcement from the government uh, we hear, it says the business uh, running at 1st of March to be able to get any help from the government. So I was just uh, wondering, like, what are the helps available for the new business open after 1st of March? Well, really, um, there is no uh, direct financial assistance that I'm aware of because you can't demonstrate a downturn in your business because you did start it uh, back in March. So you might need to look to alternative sources in terms of um, financing, uh, whether, whether you can talk to your bank. Um, the bank's uh, are required to provide concessional loans uh, to 
small business and uh, they've been underwritten by the federal government uh, to the tune of about 50% and up to $250,000. Now, I understand last week the um, federal treasurer uh, read the Riot Act to the banks and basically said they needed to get on and uh, get money out there to help businesses because they're obviously getting feedback that some of the uh, processing was taking far too long. So, unfortunately, at this stage, I can't... uh, Point you to any anything directly? Uh, are you in a rental premises, or what? What is the business? Yes, I'm. Yes, I'm in a rental uh, property. Yes. Okay. Well, in terms of uh, what we're advising people is to have a have a good discussion with your landlord. Um, and if that's not possible, then contact us uh, here at the uh, Office of the Small Business Commissioner. Uh, we are operating virtually and online, so it is by email, but uh, as soon as we get that, our staff will be in contact with you and we can work with the landlord. Um, indeed, we provide mediation services and they are free, so we can try and see if we can uh, get some agreement in that regard. Um, the email is sasbc at sa.gov.au. Tajay, good luck with that. Down at Westlake's uh, Chris from down there has given us a ring. Yeah, hello, Chris. Uh, good afternoon, John and Tony. John, I've got a question for you. Uh, depending on the nature of the... Um of the business that's carried on. Uh, my mum is a landlady. Uh, she's in the 80s and she relies heavily on, doesn't get the pension on the rental income on the commercial property she leads, leases to an industrial photographer who's claiming now he's got a big turn down. He's saying he's got a big turn down in business. Bearing in mind, 80% of his uh, activities occur off-site and 20% on-site because he uses the big... Uh, uh, Big um, back, he uses what they call a curved wall to use some of his video and commercial photography there to not show a uh, edge or something or other. So he's claiming he he is his business is downturned. Now we are we are supposed to assume that in those circumstances where it's obvious where you've got a cafe, the door the doors are closed and the chairs are up, that's okay. But where you've got people running businesses where they do a lot of their their actual business off site. And rely on the actual, um, you know, the physical bricks and mortar place to do some of their work. They ten or fifteen, twenty percent. They need that to carry on their business. How do we know that that person is being rigid in saying, "Yeah, I've got a downturn. I've got a suspicion that they haven't." Um, people are telling me that he comes in and out all the time, late at night, and stays there for a few hours and leaves. Um, so, we, what we've asked him to do, John, is to provide us from his account and operating statement every month and that's the only way I'd sign one from his accountant that we have got uh, my mum not me my mum has got obviously uh, loans etc to pay off and the banks have uh, put that on hold but not the interest uh, so how do we uh, not uh, how do we get around that the only way to get around it is to actually ask and provide a signed operating statement on his business by his accountant every month that's the only way a uh, fair way that a landlord can see if the Tenant is actually being honest in this period and taking advantage of it. Okay, okay, Chris. So, John, the answer to that one not an easy answer. Uh, I think the the point the tenant needs to establish the financial downturn, um, and by doing by providing their turnover figures on on a monthly basis, or from March last year to March this year, April last year to April this year, um, and 
certifying those or the accountant certifying that they're true and correct will then give you the guidance in terms of has his business turned down um, to the extent that he's claiming and provide a basis for negotiation. Now, we're seeing some behaviours where businesses that haven't turned down, had a downturn, are in fact saying, oh, we're not going to pay any rent. It's almost as though, oh, this, this is a free kick for us. Yeah. Well, no, it's not. Um, because I keep reminding people the lease is the lease. And while the government has moved very quickly, and I congratulate them on that to put a freeze in terms of evictions and restraint, etc., the debt still remains. And until there's an agreement between the tenant and the landlord, in Chris's case, um, then that debt will continue. And at a point in time, hopefully sooner rather than later, but at the moment the Act is set for six months, the Minister can uh, determine early that the Act will cease, or if it goes longer than six months, then the government will have to go back to the Parliament. But once that Act ceases, any rent that hasn't been paid or hasn't been subject to an agreement will become a debt that will be recoverable by the landlord. So that's why we're saying to, to tenants, talk to your landlords. Come to an agreement if you can. Uh, we're still waiting on the national code, which will provide, I think, some, some parameters, but the government, I know, is working very hard on that. And then everyone can get on with their lives, uh, hopefully through this hibernation period and come out the other end. But just to say... I've had a downturn. Um, you, you, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, have to suck that up. No. Uh, we don't. That doesn't wash with us. As you said, a free kick. Uh, Anita, you'll be our last caller for uh, for the commissioner. You're at Felixstowe. Hello, Anita. Uh, hello, hello, commissioner. I'm a little bit nervous, but um, what I'm bringing up is I've got a family member who's got a business. He's a dentist, and he hasn't been able to work. And in March, um, he negotiated with his landlord the rent and. The landlord would only give him a 5% discount, even though he had about 50% downturn, and he had proof, uh, he provided proof. And then now in April, he reckons he'll only have 5% income, but the landlord says, well, um, I still want you to pay. Um, but I've just been listening to you, and I think you said you've just got to keep negotiating, haven't you? Yes, you, yes, you do. And with the national code that was agreed by the National Cabinet and the Prime Minister sets out some parameters on the federal government and indeed the state's expectations. Now, what is happening at the state level is the government is determining how it will implement that code, um, all or, or some of it, and then it expects that landlords um, and tenants will have a discussion, either sort it out together... Uh, we offer mediation, so we can provide a mediation uh, as required. And ultimately, I can also uh, provide a determination that a business was affected to the degree um, that they are saying and justifying that with financial information. And then, again, that could form a basis for further discussion if necessary. All right, Anita. Uh, John, I can imagine how probably you've never been busier in your life. Somebody wants to get in touch with yourself and the other people at the Small Business Organisation. How do they do that? It's very easy. Just Google SASBC. That will bring up our website and there's a contact us uh, provision on that or just email us at sasbc at sa.gov.au, sasbc at sa.gov.au. Thanks, John. Uh, the South Australian Small Business Commissioner, John Chapman, our guest for the last half hour. Coming up is the, the 2 o'clock news with Mel, and then, of course, we'll be talking about...